up, everybody, and welcome back to the Third Culture Podcast, where we discuss, debate, and talk about different opinions and views from a third culture kid's perspective. Joining me today are my fellow co-hosts, Frank, Shay, Shay. Oh, he's back. I'm back. Thank you. Thank Thank you you for gracing us with your presence. Listen, I was dying in bed. Omar. (laughs) And I'm Terry. (laughs) Joining us today, apart from Shay, is a guest (laughs) from the sunny shores of England town. Not really. Welcome to the podcast, Rabia. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. It's great to have you here. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about something a little bit different. Shay... Since you don't come for any of other podcasts, why don't you tell us what it is? Uh, you know, since I got the best passport around here and I got the most ability, I'm going to bring this one in. Right, so today we're going to talk about the power of passports and what it means to have different passports and why they're viewed differently in different cultures and different parts of the world and what it means to... We're going to do all have, of that? Yes, yes. We are go- I'm, I'm making up for the last episode that I missed. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be a two-hour episode. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Two-hour special. 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 One in a year. Okay. So then, passports. Yes, passports. And then, what, would you have like two of them, or if you had another one? Can we do you... it slow? Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, one you... question at a time. Okay. Okay. Hit me. Hit. Hit you. Okay. Let's say. Let's say. Let's say. Let's say you got a passport, right? You're Egyptian, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's say you go to another country. Um, US, Canada, Britain, any of them, Singapore. Okay, Singapore does that, right? Let's say you go to Singapore and they offer you their passport, but it's at the cost of your own passport, the Egyptian one. Would mm. you take it? Mm. It's a strong passport. It is a strong, that's the whole thing. It's a strong passport. And you gotta but, give up the Egyptian one. Yes, you gotta give up your own identity and nationality for it. Uh, it's, uh, I don't think it's that deep. See, I'm. Uh, <laughs> hmm. You no, but then, but then your kids also end up getting the same passport. Yeah, but you giving Wouldn't up the passport. Wouldn't help them. Like taking another passport, that means you have to serve that passport in the military too. I mean, forget that. I wouldn't Ooh. be doing military service anyways, but because I don't have brothers. But um, honestly, I would I would take a passport with my passport, and I would mm-hmm. continue to identify as an Egyptian. But I don't think I'd ever drop my own. What do you guys think? Well, I think it's, it's, it's an interesting topic, for sure, you know, because the question of loyalty and, you know, national pride and blah, blah, blah comes up because some people think if you drop your passport, all of a sudden you're not a patriot anymore. Why do you need a passport to be from a country or to, like, represent a country? I don't have a Pakistani passport, but I consider myself Pakistani. Okay, but where have you lived your whole life? In the UK. Exactly. Okay, but I still consider myself Pakistani. Why can you tell me that I'm British? Yeah, I, I, I think I'm British as well. I think I'm British as well. <laughs> I, I but, don't see my words. <laughs> but why can you tell me that I'm... Can you, are you saying I'm not Pakistani? I'm saying your lineage lies in Pakistan. Okay. No doubt. Right. But you were born and raised in the UK. Here's the thing. You didn't give up the Pakistani passport. <laughs> okay. You were, just, you were born and you got the British one. So that's a different kind of situation. Oh, let me ask you this. But imagine literally, like, imagine walking into an embassy or something <laughs> yeah. and being like, yes, I'm denouncing I'm, this. Yeah, like, yeah. that's mm. just mad. Yeah, okay. If you okay. if you were given the opportunity right now, you take away your British passport and I give you a Pakistani passport, would you accept it? Right now, as things then. Okay. Man. Can I give you a complicated answer? Yes. No. <laughs> we love, we love, we love complicated answers. Would I, would I do it? You know what? Yes, I would do it. You would do it. Okay, so we were looking at the passport index just, just before we started this... this uh, this episode and research Pakistan yeah. is is ninety seventh. Uh, so there's a hundred positions because some countries come in multiple positions. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, there's multiple countries that under the, the same ranks and so on. Yeah. Uh, Pakistan's ninety seventh. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so why on earth? Why would I uh, prevent my kids from having this ticket to travel, to uh, take advantage of the British education system? You know, when I sit in a taxi and I make small talk with the Pakistani taxi drivers, every single time they're like to me, do you have a British passport? And then it's almost like this whole thing about like, how much advantage do you have? Why would I take that away from my kids exactly. and my future family? No, I'm not going to... I agree with you. And? But you wouldn't do it then. I would do it. You would give up your passport. I would give up my Pakistani passport for a British passport. Even with no, that. No, no, no. You're I'm British saying would you give up your British passport oh, for, for a Pakistan- Pakistani passport? Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Hold on. <laughs> I was okay. I was like, uh, wait, hold on. Sorry, sorry. I'll talk about that. argument for me right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk about that. Would I, would I do that? Um, yes, um, potentially in the future, mm-hmm. but not now. And, okay. And the only reason I'd potentially do it in the future is if I'm in a position where I've like, um, oh, it would probably be a bit more symbolic, right? To be honest, the richer you are, the lesser possible matters as well. What yeah. about your kids though, you just said? So this is the thing, like if I have a lot of money, like the reality is they can live in the UK, they can probably have a British passport. Like, you want to take this, that back? It does, it's, not, it's not that easy. Bro, it, 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 like if you, I think it is. No, no. Uh, you, see, you see, here's the thing though. Uh, something that happened with my cousin, right? She's American. Mm-hmm. She didn't understand uh, the disadvantages that comes with not having an American passport. Yeah. You get me? She, she didn't understand that until I told her. And Terry also told her that, that what we passed through. Mm-hmm. Like, it was funny because I'm, I'm like, I can't get a job. And she's like, uh, she's like, why? I'm like, because I can't, I like, my passport, you know? And she's like, oh, you blame not getting a job on your passport? I was like... <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not to you. Yeah. I barely understand it. Like I get it because like I've had some experience of like people in the similar situations mm-hmm. only over the past year or so. Before that, it didn't make any sense to but me. But I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell you something. Even if you have a lot of money, yeah, it doesn't uh, doesn't like uh, sure, sure, that, sure. You, that you that you will get like EVs as easy. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because sometimes they ask you where did you get that money from. Okay. Like you had that. Are you accusing there. me of something? Yeah, it's. it's no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 he, had that, he had that problem. With yeah, like, like if you like. like yeah, because the thing is, like if you if you're not holding a passport that people deem as a let's say good passport, mm. right? A higher ranking passport. Exactly. Let's as, say a higher ranking like, passport. Like a passport, people a strong one. Recognize, yeah. yes, right? As sure. as a passport that is from a first world country. Yes. Right. Yes. They already deem that passport whatever passport you're holding is lesser value. Mm. And then question marks arise about yourself, even if there's nothing to question. Because like, like for example, um, I applied for a visa to the UK, Sorry. right? I, <laughs> Sorry. Right? I'm putting the UK on blast for this one. <laughs> immigration service, I'll be here, me here. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But I applied for a visa to the UK, yeah? And like, all my documents were in order. And then literally, the the tiniest detail of like, it, it was, it was, unbearably ridiculous what they rejected me for and it didn't make sense to me it's a and side job and he got money for he got money from it and he didn't exactly like my that. like I, I freelance for a company right mm-hmm. so I like they, like literally I gave them the contract but they were like no we don't know we didn't, see, we didn't put the invoices as well so at the end of the day they rejected it because of that but I'm pretty sure if my passport wasn't Zimbabwean maybe it was American or Canadian mm. they would have been like okay and, and you can you can get um, even if you have the money, you can get like denied if they're not sure about your purpose of visit, or that you're not gonna just go back. Uh, like, uh, just okay. So let me let me let me let me take a step back and clarify that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I think in in the rare situation in which I would denounce my British citizenship for a Pakistani citizenship, I think I'd have to be like, I think it would be very, I think it would be more symbolic than anything else. I think the purpose would be um, sort of like 
if I was to move back to Pakistan and if I was going to be mm-hmm. li- if I was actually going to be living there basically mm-hmm. which even that's probably kind of unlikely the question of like kids and and the po- power of your passport and all of that sort of stuff now in I, I I don't know how how true this is but okay actually this is probably a bit relevant as well I think regardless I'd always want to have a connection to the UK I think that makes it easier right mm-hmm. if I'm if I you know maybe I own a home in the UK or maybe my parents are living in the UK that sort of stuff would always make these things easier yeah that's true right that's true and I never want to give up my like relationship with the UK it's because I grew up there right mm-hmm. you end up loving where you where you grew up mm-hmm. so I think the reality is I probably wouldn't do it actually mm-hmm. the more I think about it the more I realize mm-hmm. and also um another point there you know you mentioned about your cousin who wasn't really aware of how uh, how much of an issue passports can be um I I was in the same situation maybe a few years ago probably I didn't realize that you know how how beneficial it was that I had a passport um, that was like recognized and you know so called powerful. Um, Just get a visa, lol. Literally. What so do you mean you can't get outside the country? Say, this is exactly what I was gonna say. I have friends. I had this friend, right? And I was like, yo, like let's go on this holiday. My friend, and it was like a, a couple months before. He's like, yeah, bro, it's gonna take me a long time to get a visa. I'm like, what do you mean, bro? Just go Just online. Show up, like, yeah, Esther, bro, e visa, bro. bro. Like, yeah. What is it? Literally, because if you have a British passport, you can get like an online visa for for the US, right? Yeah. But if you have a Middle Eastern passport it's kind of hard to get into no, the US sometimes you know? yeah. <laughs> um, so I had this I had this friend he had a um, he had a uh, this is a slightly different different um, story he had a, a Pakistani passport right he lived in Dubai or the UAE and he was studying at university mm. so he did his first year he's going back for his second year and he uh, needs to renew his visa mm-hmm. right I don't know why I think it was a yearly thing or something and um, they ended up misplacing some of his paperwork Delayed his visa application by a month. Uh, it gets to them and they say we're not going to get it in time for your term to start. So he misses a month of his term, which is uh, a significant proportion. Obviously, he ends up having to delay his entire degree by another year and stay in this country and still have to pay the tuition fees for that year as well. So you know, by virtue of him living in Pakistan or having a Pakistani passport, he basically ended up paying like a year's extra tuition, missed a year of his life. His all his friends graduated a year before him, mm. like. It's, it's, it's quite rough. Man. Honestly, I don't even know why we're going to all these friends. And so I had this whole experience because I applied to go to <clears throat> Australia to transfer from a university here to the one over there. And they literally, first of all, it took them like a whole month to reply for my visa application, which was like odd because they were supposed to do at that period of time in the year. There was like, it would take like one to two weeks and that was it. And then I remember eventually when they did get back to me. They had given three reasons, and the main one was that the instability in Iran is a likely cause for you to overstay your visa and whatnot in Australia. Mm. So under that assumption that you will overstay, we're not going to give you a visa, have fun. And so when, like, when, when was the last time you went to Iran? Uh, seven, more than seven years ago. And that's the thing. I did this, like, right? after five years. Yeah. Like, I hadn't been to Iran in five right? years, and it was just like that, so. But that's the thing, though, like, from, from the country's perspective, I do get it, in terms of, yeah, like, just doing sense. the due diligence. Like, you just, you don't want people coming and overstaying their visas, right? Because yeah. that could be an issue, yeah. potentially, unless if you're Canada. Then that's not really an issue because you don't really have people. Yeah, you need the people. Um, Germany or them? Actually, Germany's fine at this point. Yeah, it's just it's Canada most of the time. But yeah, like I get it from their perspective. Here's what really triggers me though. Africa. Bro. <laughs> I'll tell you this, right? So I paid like I don't know, like two hundred, let's say two hundred dollars to get a, a visa to the U.S. that is valid for five years. Mm-hmm where I can stay for like six months at a time and then I have to leave the country and get back in, right? I paid $200 in total. Mm-hmm. 
I paid that same amount on a visa to Nigeria yep. for three months yep. with a one-time entry. <laughs> and the process was so much harder. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And I'm Egyptian. Mm-hmm. So I think of, like, the EU. And obviously, like, we're on different levels. We're on different, like, you know, yeah, Europe, no Africa. Africa yeah. It's so, I mean, there is technically the AU, African Union. And there was meant to be a passport that mm. allows you to enter all the countries in Africa. Like, there's a lot of talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it, it really gets to me when it's like, I can't even move in my own continent. Mm. And, you know, when you're, like, a third culture kid, when you're all about like travel and like seeing different places and you know meeting different people blah 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 and you're like confined by oh I need to apply for a visa two months ahead or three months ahead or I might not even get into this country for example like with Cheyenne or you know Frank or whatever like not even being able to go to places because you're from a certain place Mm. in 2020 oh my god this is the first time I say this huh? I used to say it's 2019 in 2020 it's just it's it's hard to understand yeah no it's mad like honestly it doesn't it doesn't really make sense when you actually think about it like for example I'm from Zimbabwe right like how are you so thank you very much (laughs) (laughs) took us 15 episodes to establish that I'm not Nigerian (laughs) nothing against Nigerian I love you all anyway so I'm from Zimbabwe so if I want to let's say go to the country next to me South Africa if I want to go to another country Botswana Zambia Mozambique whatever in Southern Africa Mm. I have to get a visa for every single one of those places and it's really oh yeah 100% because the thing is okay with Zimbabwe like there are two perspectives yeah there's a perspective of people going to the country to buy groceries and stuff like that because there's not a lot of stuff in Zimbabwe right now. Mm-hmm. And then there's this perspective of people leaving Zimbabwe for good mm. to like go and be a refugee or whatever in another country. Yeah. Live a better so, life. Exactly. So I get them clamping down and making sure that people don't overstay and you know try find jobs and whatever and stuff like that. But at the same time, they're doing it to a point where it doesn't really make sense at all because now instead of people trying to apply normally like a normal visa people mm. are resorting to things like border jumping wow. like like there's a there's you gotta build a wall man you gotta build a wall I'm telling you there's a literally <laughs> it won't even work let me tell you what that happened so there's literally <laughs> like a, there's, a, there's a lake that separates one country and the other okay so literally people go into that lake and it's filled with crocodiles yeah Damn. so people go into that lake just to cross over so they can go to let's say South Africa or Botswana or whatever Wow. So literally, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't work. So I don't know. And I, I, I get I get where they're coming from. It does make sense. It does make yeah, sense. Yeah, I get I get trying to be protective over your own country and everything. But then again, in the end of the day, it's like, are these the measures that we have to go through? Like, is there no, like there's so much information about everyone in the world right now, right? Mm-hmm. In in terms of like privacy and, and security and all that stuff, how can you still not be like sure who's entering your country? How long are they staying? Mm-hmm. It, it's just. I mean, it baffles me. It will always continue to happen, though. I, I know Frank's, Frank's very keen on saying something. But it will always continue to happen. Like, regardless of what measures you put in place, people will go, people will enter on a tourist visa, and they will overstay mm-hmm. if no, they want to, the issue if they're desperate. with uh, African countries is not uh, they don't want them to overstay in the country itself. Like, th- that's an issue there. But another issue that you, I don't know if you knew about, is uh, international pressure. So if your border uh, policies are low, mm. then pe- people like like terrorists or people like bad people can get into your country, then go to other countries. Okay. So Europe. Let's say, let's, yes. Europe. So let's say, um, let's take for example Wakanda. 
that doesn't exist, right? I don't want to offend anyone. So Wakanda. Wait, it doesn't exist. Oh yeah. Oh crap. Yeah. Bro, we just here like last week. <laughs> Shit, man. Wait, you're not joking. You're not joking, yeah. No. No. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, yeah, Wakanda doesn't exist. Okay. So basically, let's say Wakanda. If you can't, uh, if if like it's easier to go into Wakanda, then European countries or Western countries wouldn't wouldn't want mm. uh, to give Wakandan like people like easier access into the country. So if you don't have hard border policies, people will have hard harder border policies on you. Yeah, but you get me. So now, now if if South Africa was light on it. South Africans going to Europe but does have very very hard border policies because now they have to go through are you actually South African or not where did you come from blah blah listen hold up hold up hold up yeah. it doesn't really make much of a difference because if you look at it so right now are you telling me that the African countries have it easier going into other countries in Europe and the West no, no they don't if they had less border policies it then it would be harder worse. than it already is yes. so again Terry wouldn't be able to go to the UK anyway so it doesn't really make a difference like that's my thing actually no no, no I, think it's, I think it's worth um, establishing just because you can't get a visa to, sorry just because um, you can't enter without a visa to somewhere there can still be differing levels of difficulty to get in right yes exactly yeah but like, 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 ter- like Terry's uh, thing would like he, he got uh, denied because of this, but if Zimbabwe didn't have certain board, like the current border policies and they had lesser ones, um, he can get even more and more interviews or ban- like uh, rejected for more and more reasons. Yeah, okay. that's, no, listen, here, I, I get you. This is an ideal world where I would want a passport that lets me get into any country in the world, right? Uh-huh. Okay, sure. I'm telling you, Africans don't get anywhere in the world, right? Like, we don't get in easy. So, how about we get in easy in our own continent? Mm. Because then our economy can get boosted, like the European Union has been boosted. Because if you think about Africa, the resources we have in Africa itself, we don't need the Western world. We don't need the outside world. We have the gold, we have the gas, we have the oil. Like, we literally have everything. So, if you think about it, it's like, okay, sure, they're not letting me in. Might as well just let the people around me in because we're all one continent. Mm. And then maybe we'll grow and then they'll want to get in. It's that kind of thinking. For me, it's not, it's not, I'm not telling you, yeah, like I'm not saying, oh, let's make our border control like super easy. Everyone can get in because then they let it. No, I'm just saying if it's not easy for us to go to the West. Create just, a union. Like yeah, that. make it easy for us to move around. Like why, why am I spending three months to get a visa to go to Nigeria for like a week? You I mean, get me? The thing is, it's like look at it just like the EU, as you said. So <clears throat> you have countries that are doing so good, like economically and so on, in terms of politics and relations and so on, like the UK or, I don't know, let's say Sure, Germany. the UK is doing well. <laughs> well. You, heard, of, you well, heard about this thing called Brexit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be, I can tell you more. Economically, I guess. But yeah, Germany or like Sweden, etc. Yeah, right, yeah. right, these countries. And then at the same time, in the EU, you have countries who are not doing so well mm. in these senses, such as, like, let's say, Lithuania or Greece. Italy or Greece and all these countries. But because they're in one union and they yeah. support each other, it's sort of like it jumps back and forth. It balances out between each other. Yeah. So they all pull each other yeah. up. So I guess that's his whole point. Like in Africa, okay, you have South Africa who is, let's say, doing better than Zimbabwe. So why don't they all work together and then yeah. pull each other up instead of... Him saying, no, you don't come into my country, and then, no, yeah. you don't come into my yeah. country. But anyways, I don't want to, like, get sidetracked too much, so yeah. back to, like, passport power or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I definitely think it opens a lot of doors. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that it is a goal for me, personally, 
to have a stronger him. passport. I mean, if, yeah, if Egypt's like, I guess passport. For all of us at this point. Yeah, I mean, not for this guy. Not for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> not for the. You want to swap passports, buddy? Yeah, let's do it. You want to passports? Yeah. You're going to be drafted into World War Three by the Oh, shit. By the UK, right? No, by Iran. Idiot. Um. It does make a difference, right? It, it's a huge difference if you think about it. But I still I still struggle with the idea of giving up your mm. like original passport. I, I Let's say you had a, the opportunity, would you? To give it up? Yeah. I don't think so. Ever? To have both, I would. Mm. I mean, no, it depends. Like if, I don't know, man, it's just tricky, you know? Because the thing is, yeah, you say yes and people will come at you for like, oh, you know, you're not, you don't care enough about the country. You don't who give knows, a damn. Who knows what, what passport you have? Like, no, no, it's not that. I'm not saying like, oh, I care about. It's not. It's not so much like, oh, I'm gonna announce that I'm, let's yeah. say, American, and now people will be like, oh, you gave it up. It's more of me personally, mm. like, okay, what about, just genuinely like thinking this? about it. If I hear like the national anthem, and stuff, <laughs> I'll remember that day I walked in and said, take it back. <laughs> for you, it's different because you were just born there. Yeah, I get yeah, that. Like, get it's that, just yeah, but for me, it's like I walked in and I was like, nah, you can have it back. Okay, but okay, I want to pose this like situation for you. So let, let's say it's the same thing, right? The whole two passports, but you gotta give one up to get the the other one. And but let's say you you do this at the cost or no no at the not at the cost at the opportunity that you raise the whole like I don't know the topic or discussion that okay see how bad it is that I have to give up my like identity mm. in order to do better yeah but that won't, that won't change a thing right? though like me giving up my passport won't make the president of my country go like ah oh, no we lost another no, one let's say you become <laughs> let me like, fix it up yeah, you become, you like, let's say you become the next Muhammad Salah. Okay, yeah, so so here's the thing, right? Like yeah. let's talk about like that's a perfect example. Yeah. I'm 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 gonna take Messi. Okay. So Messi is Argentinian. He was offered the Spanish passport, mm-hmm. right? At the at the cost of his own, and obviously mm-hmm. he would be playing for mm-hmm. Spain. Yeah. Think about it though. If Messi ended up playing for Spain, bro, that would be mad. Forget <laughs> yeah. forget the football, forget the titles, like the hate this guy was gonna yeah. get. Yeah. All the Argentinians would literally burn his like t shirt, they would burn pictures of him. Did that player do that? Yeah, um, Diego no. Costa like swapped between Brazil and Spain a bunch of times. I don't even know, but again, it's just yeah, but it's, it's it's tough, you know. Yeah, it's tough, but like they're not easy. Look, look, it's a matter of priorities. Things. Yeah, yeah. To me, it's a matter of priorities. If if I'm doing it for the kids, like if if I'm gonna have kids and I just then, don't want them to struggle, mm-hmm. sure. If I'm doing it for myself, then you got to think about it for a bit. On the next episode, we're gonna find out if Omar is gonna have kids or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop you there for a second. I just want to ask real quick. Uh, yes or no, guys, okay? Say your name, because apparently people don't uh, differentiate beto- between our voices. Come right? on, my beautiful voice? How can they not? <laughs> okay, they know your voice. But real quick, um, which one of you had more than one, like, faced more than, like, once? You gotta finish once? this question today, bro. Woo! Three times. <laughs> three English. times, say. Faced barriers because of their passport more than three times. Why are you so mm. specific? Why no, three? Because once or twice, like, that's whatever. That's very specific. I gotta think now. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. Let's, let's get yes. to it. My passport. I'm going to say yes very easily, yeah. Sh- I'm Shay, bro. You don't <laughs> have to actually yes or no. Okay. No. Genuinely, no. Yeah, yes. no. No. I mean, yeah, you, you don't even try with this. <laughs> Why would you? Uh, you've had one. We know the US no, one. No, I've had, I've had 
one definitely two maybe two and a half three yeah three okay and <laughs> jobs like for me the only thing ever was just getting getting like racially profiled in the US in an airport like that's pretty much but it but same like I have a British passport <laughs> you, still, for, you yeah. still get your extra checks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's a different story but but no like person. I mean getting a visa into the US again mm. like they give it to you for five years if you're Egyptian I think getting into the UK I mean I had a pretty good reason so I got in I didn't really face it um, because of my passport. Do you face finding jobs? Not, face not really. Actually, it's it's a plus for you here. Yeah, here because for because a lot. Yeah, in Dubai, a lot of like companies care about like Arab speaking. Yeah. Whatever. So Arab speaking expat, Arab speaking. Yeah. Actually, actually, thought it would be the four of us, and then he would say no. He would be the only one that says <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. But for me, honestly, yeah. Like, I mean, it still it still shows you like. How much, how much but I think what's interesting is if you take the US for example so I went to the US once uh, like four years ago on a trip with like school kids basically well, not, not through school you just school, woke up in the morning and went by yeah I was like you know what let's just go on a trip with school kids <laughs> what happens when you have a good passport <laughs> <laughs> that is so true that, that, is, that, true. Is, so that is true that is true um, but okay let me go back to that story so there's like a hundred of us right and what there's a hundred well, I thought of us. it was like uh, an outing, like no, 10 no, no. of them. No, no, no. <laughs> it's like a hundred of us. There's a hundred of us and, you know, they organize everything for us, organize our, um, like they give us the address and stuff that you need mm-hmm. for, for your lunch uh, money. Visa. visa. They give us lunch money, all of that, right? <laughs> so um, as we're going through uh, customs, they, um, some people get secondary checks, obviously. Yeah. And it was a pretty diverse group, right? Mm-hmm. So um, five of us get told to s- s- stand in a corner, right? And I'd never met these, I've met these people like here and there, but I didn't really know them, right? Mm-hmm. And out of five of us, there was four brown guys Right, and then one guy who's really, really white, right, really pale. Um, and so I was like, I was just, I don't know, I just found it funny that there was four of us brown guys, and it was just random that this white-looking guy was there, right? And so you know, we we start speaking to each other, you know, what's your name, what do you do, all of that sort of stuff, and while we're waiting for these secondary checks, right? And so it turns out that the I'm not gonna say the guy's name because you know, but it turns out that the white-looking guy had a very brown-sounding name, right? Um, and so, like, sir, this is a random check. So hold on, hold on. So the, the, the TSA agent comes up and he goes, "Sir, this is a random check, right?" And then, and then he looks at the white guy yeah, and he's like, "Oh, you're not supposed to be here." I swear to God, he was like, "Oh yeah, you're not supposed." To. He didn't check his check his passport or anything. He was like, "You're not supposed to be here." Please, sir, move along. Yeah, and then checks the rest of us. So, you know, your passport might be British, but you'll still get a racial profile when you go to America. I, mean, I, think, I think that's, 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 that's common, though. That's common. Like, like, but at <laughs> least the thing is, you have your passport saving you from like getting sent back to your country. For us, if that happens to us, mm. like we get racially profiled, they're like, okay, go, goodbye, have fun. <laughs> no, 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 we're taking the visa back. Yeah, 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 yeah. we don't know what we're talking about. No random checks here, we're just getting random visas back. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I think like, on the on the topic of like getting that visa initially to try get to that country, mm-hmm. it's it's like 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 you said, uh, Rabia. Um, it's wait, 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 sorry, 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 sorry. Um, I'm sorry because it's bad to lose your train of thought, and I don't want to lose mine. So <laughs> <laughs> pew pew, shots fired. No, Excuse me, sorry. So basically, it's offensive. What if we flip this around? And you're the person that has to deal with the with someone that comes in with a good passport. Good, good. passport. I'm saying I'm saying I'm saying good. Passport. I'm saying good. Okay. Or a strong passport, let's say. Oh my god, remember last episode when I was talking about good and bad. You mean the accents and culture okay, episode was, with Islam? TCK family edition episode exclusive now live on all platforms? My vocabulary. You mean that episode? Yes. 
Keep plugging. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to turn off now. <laughs> so basically, um, let's say you, you have to deal, like you're an employer, right? And you get two people. One with a strong passport, one with a weak passport. Weak passport, right? And, uh, you know, you're, you're like, this person is not, both, both of them are not citizens of the country that, you're, that mm-hmm. you have your company. Mm-hmm. Now you have to go get them a visa. Mm-hmm. Are you going to say, okay, I'm just going to solidly just look at their CV and just work, work like even the guy with the weaker passport is, is better. I'll just, you know, I was just gonna ask this, work I was like, so okay. hard to get, to get this guy <clears throat> the visa or you're going to say, okay, no, I'll just get the guy that... It depends on your company, bro. Like, if you're doing sales and this is like the best salesman you've ever seen, but he just can't get a visa, then you might as well invest in getting him a visa. Yeah, that's what was But if saying. you're just doing like paperwork, it doesn't really... I mean, it's kind of like the same conversation we had about accents, where it's like if you're doing stuff that is not... Like, it's not integral to have that specific person. Like, if you're just doing paperwork, if it's like a secretary job, and the cost of getting one person a visa is so much higher than the other one, and it's low-skilled labor or, like, mm. medium-skilled labor, then it's fine. Okay, sure. Like, so the investment are, is not worth it. You are going to, ha- like... Because it makes sense. I would hire the easier hire. Yeah, cause, cause if it's not skill-related. But if there are two people and one of them is a lot more skilled but just doesn't have the strong passport, I would yeah. still try to get him in. So, so basically, like, like uh, if you have a weaker passport, you have to work double as hard as the other person that has a mm. Yeah, 100%. Yes. 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 Yeah. And, For sure. You, you, like, you don't... You don't you, like, you get... You don't blame those companies as much as, as frustrating as it is. Because well, I've dealt with this... But so many times. No, no, I've dealt with the same thing, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say I wouldn't blame the companies as well. Like, I get that making an easier hire is easier for you in the medium term mm. and, like, maybe in the short term as well. Mm. But long term, if you have someone like who, even because even we know, mm. like, it's harder for us to get hired. But once we start working somewhere and we put in 100% and we're into it, we're like, we're there for the long haul. You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that people who have, like, passports that are yeah, more employable aren't, don't work as hard. But definitely, if you know as a person that if you don't, you know, mm. stick in this job and you lose it and then you try to get another job and it doesn't work out and then you get they booted out of a country or your visa expires, it's it's over for you. Mm. So it's, 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 it's like, I would blame the company up to a certain point because, honestly, they're not thinking about the future. Um, but not to the point where, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to take it up with the justice of the whatever, or hire a lawyer, or, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine just, you know, someday in the future, <laughs> all of us can just travel without having to worry about visas or passports or border control or Everything any of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of bad people Say need no to, to stop borders, being man. bad. <laughs> no, Say no just, to just, Yeah, get rid of all borders. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's just let's just go back to being Pangea. Well, mm. hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, one day we'll all be able to get into every country happily. But that's not gonna happen. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> one big family. World War Three is coming. Anyway, <laughs> we're going straight into culture check. Yay! What one? What are you saying, bro? I can't take you seriously with that face. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Culture Check, where we put third culture under the microscope. Rabia. What's up? I'm going to try to dissect you, rude boy. Go for it. So, Pakistan, mm. the UK, Uh huh. back and forth. What about it? But you grew up in the UK. I grew up in the... I haven't been to... 
I went to Pakistan for the first time in seven years. Well, just you just, this, you just, just it. Yeah, you just came back from just Pakistan. Just came back, bro. Uh, how place. was that eye-opening experience? Yeah, very eye-opening. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, um, how different was it? You know what? In Pakistan, you have everything you could want in the UK, right? In certain places. And then you have other places which, has, which have absolutely nothing. And to see that, and to see those people living literally... People say this like, oh, yeah, the one street is super rich, one street is like super poor. You see that in the UK... But in Pakistan, you see that at another level, right? You see people who are literally trawling through the trash. You know, I saw a lot of things that I can I can rattle them off if you want. But mm. d- tell me, what do you what do you want to hear about? No, I can, tell you, I can tell you about the lights going off and how I had to, <laughs> I had to pull out my U light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, plugging plug, plug, it in, plug. Pakistan, we um, worldwide, baby. <laughs> I can tell you about um, cultural heritage sites. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Uh, there are places. I saw that Eiffel Tower you got in yeah, there. Yeah, there's, there's a fake Eiffel Tower, but you see, that's in bougie ends, right? Uh, so there is, for you example, just said ends. Yeah, yeah. people know. The they ends, know. They it? know. Right. Listen. So, for example, there's there's this mosque, hundreds of years old, right? Uh, lots of history, lots of culture, um, and literally right outside it, there is a field of rubbish because they just don't want to clean up. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? You're laughing, bro. <laughs> The, the stairs Your face are all, it's, it's just rough man Like this is the most Historically Significant site In the entire country And there's just Trash outside of it Like bro Is mm. this a recycling plant <laughs> Come on man It was it was upsetting So there's You know There's a lot of, lot of Yes That's lot the of thing problems. right Like a lot, a lot of times We talk to people That go from Like a place Let's say for example They go from Pakistan To the UK mm. um, But I mean I think aside from Riham uh, One of our Older guests On the show mm. And you I think you you two are like the only ones that went the opposite yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. So UK back yeah, yeah, yeah. to you know your country. I think the thing is right. Like you can always imagine what living in a rich country is like because almost every every country has that sort of community within it, right? Even if you go to the poorest countries, even Pakistan, there are places where there are well well off people, and you can imagine what that's like, right? You can go there. A lot of people treat that like going to the mall, for example, as like a day out, right? Which is you know it is a day out, but people go out of their way and be like, oh, we went to the mall, right? And we saw how these rich people live. But doing the other way, you don't, you know, you don't go to, you don't live in a rich country and say, hey, I'm going to go to the, like. To a poor country. Yeah, to a poor area. Or like, yeah. I'm going to go and see that place because that just doesn't happen, right? Mm. So I think it's a lot more eye-opening the, the other way. Um, but obviously I was aware of what Pakistan's like. I went there, look, you know, seven years is pretty long. <laughs> um, so, you know. Yeah, I, I feel like, you. I haven't been to Egypt in like eight, I think. Yeah, but like, yeah. you know, when you go back, you'd be like, I knew that these were the, this was the case, but being there is different. Man. Yeah, because you're experiencing it yourself. Literally, literally. That's yeah. crazy. But here, here's another random question for you. What Go about on. the accent? What about my accent? Does it slide? In Does it slide? Yeah. So How good is your Urdu, first of all? So it's, it's decent, right? Um, so, for example, sometimes I talk to people from Pakistan who live abroad. So, for example, in Dubai, um, like a taxi driver or someone give me a haircut. And they'll ask me where I'm from in Pakistan because they assume that I'm like living there, right? Say a sentence in Urdu. What do you want me to say? You should say that. What are you doing? What are you Hey, yeah. Okay, the is not bad. I, but listen, yeah. yeah. So the problem is, um, when I was there, and I was trying to have full-on conversations, then it's like, oh shit, what's the word for like this? Uh, but then you drop in the English because that's like yeah, acceptable. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. But my my English Urdu ratio in a given sentence is too high, basically, because <laughs> everybody does it, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's like twenty percent English, eighty percent Urdu. Mine's like. 80% Like the sentence It's funny Because like You have the sentence structure The entire inverse All of that yeah But then I throw in a noun Which is like In English And they'll be like 
Huh? Why didn't you just say the Urdu for? I was what? like, what is the Urdu for, bro? <laughs> like, uh, but I, you know, I after like a week or so of being, I was there for about two weeks. About a week or so of being there, I was like, you know what? Like, let me just try and learn, right? When I didn't know a word, I would literally be like to my cousin, "What does that mean?" Like I'm a kid, right? And he was turn around to me, like turn around and be like, "What do you mean? Like you don't know what that word is?" And I'm like, yeah, like tell me, right? You know, go take every opportunity. Allo, allo, it's potato, bro. Focus. Was <laughs> 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 it focus? But I, I'm gonna take you back to the UK now. Uh-huh. Um, so I mean, the UK is still pretty international if you think about it, um, mm. right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, London is. London. Yeah, London, because yeah, you grew London up in London. Is, yeah. So how is it like? Because technically, I mean, if you look at it, you were a third culture kid in the UK, even mm. though you were kind of pretty much almost like lived your whole life there. Mm. Um, you weren't born there. Even though you have the passports, yeah, yeah, you still had that Pakistan culture in you, yeah, and then course. you had that surrounding culture. I mean, it's a lot of like, there's a lot of Jamaican in it, there's yeah. a lot of Middle Eastern in it. So how was it like growing up in the UK as a third culture kid, and what kind of cultures were you? Exposed Talking to? about London more specifically, I guess you end up with a different culture, right? There is almost like a London subculture, which I guess you 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 think you're a part of as well, right? I ain't part of nothing. <laughs> yeah. I just I enjoy the slang and the and yeah, the yeah. But you see that in and of itself, right? Yeah. If you look at it and try and like study it and be like technical about it, you can see all this Wagwan's Jamaican, right? Yeah. But then there's also like you see next white man saying wallahi and yeah. you'd be like what right but it's because everyone's saying it because there's a lot of Somali kids yeah. and then you see everybody here and there like oh people know what biryani is and pratas are and stuff because you know they they have friends who are Pakistani and friends that are Indian and I guess the reality is you end up with this sort of subculture which is borrowing from all of these other cultures so I don't know I, I, I kind of love it that's what I love about London right mm. um, I kind of feel like even somewhere like Dubai which is definitely a melting pot I I myself haven't seen that entire other subculture. Maybe it exists. Are you sure? Yeah, I don't know. You're man. not looking, bro. All right, maybe everywhere. Maybe my eyes <laughs> It's all around you. No, but I get you. Um, and I mean, it's 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 funny because people don't kind of think of the UK that way. People just think, you know, it's white people drinking tea <laughs> all the time. But I mean, I've been, and that's why I'm that's why I'm bringing this up. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's still kind of international if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because again, the Jamaicans, mm. the Somalis, the Pakistanis, mm. the Indians, like. They all basically constitute that London culture mm, yeah, yeah. in in itself. To be honest, though, if you look at the rest of the UK, like it gets kind of yeah, bad. it does. Yeah, there are especially if you go up north. There's a lot of places which have like it's almost like segregated, right? Like there's a Pakistani communities or like specific nationalities. Yeah, communities. you've got like towns that are just purely old white people, Literally, towns that are right? purely like Pakistani them. communities. That, yeah, I, I have it. friends who are like from up north and all of that. And that's England, right? Huh? Not the UK, Scotland isn't like that. Scotland isn't like that. I'm sure there's parts of Scotland that like that. This dude sounds like, you know, Dora the Explorer when she's talking. (laughs) Where is the map? Wait, I'm going to get closer for this. (laughs) Tell us about Scotland. Have you been to Scotland? Are you interfering (laughs) in the culture? You went to Edinburgh, right? I went to Glasgow. Yeah, Glasgow, Edinburgh. Big cities, right? Yeah. It's similar to London. I went to Edinburgh. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But what I'm saying is that like, big cities might be like that, but then you go to places, when I say up north, by the way, I mean up north of England, not further north like because right, so. you're like up north yeah sorry sorry, sorry. Like, uh, when you say up north you mean uh, I mean like places like uh, Manchester and above right uh-huh. um, and those areas yeah, Manchester's like, full even, of like Pakistanis so this is the thing right those cities are but then you go to those places where, where like villagey and stuff like I have a couple of friends who live like not in cities but in the north of England right mm-hmm. and they were like the only Pakistani family in this village right uh-huh. or village or town or whatever you want to call it right so they're popular in it popular bro I don't know if that's what they call it right because they actually like they have proper stories of like experiencing racism and like day to day like there's this girl I know she was like you know the only hijabi for miles right and she told me a, a lot about like her experiences and she's spoken about it a lot right and I'm like yo that would never happen in London because London has so many Muslims so many Pakistanis so many Bengalis it's like the complete opposite of what we'd expect or experience so like within even one country somebody could have the complete you know inverse experience and maybe maybe you're right Scotland 
actually does have a pretty big Pakistani community, does have like pretty, a lot of diversity in its big cities, but I'm sure the rest of it is, is similar to North of England. Doesn't it feel mixed though? Because when I was there, I'd like, yeah. it felt very mixed. Like you don't, like, of course, within them, they might want to chill together. Mm. Uh, Pakistani, like. Yeah, uh, yeah. But this is what I'm saying. My experience is that it's mixed. London but, is, but for yeah, sure. Like, I agree uh, 100%. But I'm saying, like, the reality that I was um, shown by people who live away from big cities is that it's not like that in those areas, right? Yeah. And it's almost I think, I think that's the same everywhere in the world as well, though. Sure, sure, sure. Like, sure. even if you look at, I don't know, let, let's look at the UAE, for example. If you look at Dubai, sure. Look at Abu Dhabi and Sharjah, sure. But then you go, like, to Fujairah, Ras Al-Khaimah, that's where you start seeing right, more right. of, like, purely local communities. Proper, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just because the expats don't really move that far up yeah. or yeah, that yeah, far yeah. down or whatever. That's exactly how it is in Scotland. As you go yeah. to the Highlands, yeah, 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 you don't yeah. find many... Um, yeah, because like, it's only... Scottish people but yeah. yeah so yeah exactly what Pakistan is going to be like oh hey I just landed let me go up north up to the top yeah. of the hill and not good, <laughs> exactly no, I totally but it also you. makes sense like even in um, in the UK um, Hounslow is where I grew up in London right and it's right next Hounslow. to the, Hounslow Hounslow isn't that in Top Boy <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Which, which one what? there was a neighbourhood next to you no the, the one G's from uh, Kingston Kingston okay yeah, cool yeah. my bad go ahead um, Hounslow is uh, right next to the airport Right, mm. and um, the area next to the uh, and there's a massive Pakistani community because literally, the, and this sounds like, it sounds like uh, almost too simple to be true, right? But literally, you land and you're like, yo, where do I stay? There's already Pakistanis here, and then all of a sudden you're like, growing towards where your community is, right? You're like, oh, where do I see familiar people? Where do I see people who maybe I can speak to or feel more comfortable with? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you have actual communities growing up, right? Now the same thing happens in London, but those people mix. Right, but then when you go to these other cities, it's almost like people are scared to. I don't know what it is. It's like unfamiliarity, right? Mm. You're kind of scared of, of, of mixing. Mm. There's this whole thing about contact. I don't know. It's called like contact theory or something like that. The the more contact you have with other ethnicities, the less racist you are, right? That's yeah, true. I think I was right? just gonna say. I think it's an education thing, though. That's what happens being like a when you talk about country. London. When you talk about London, yeah, yeah like the, obviously, like education would be. Kind uh, yeah, of higher. Sure, sure, sure. The course, standards are higher. So that's why it's kind of a bit more receptive. In educational attainment in the UK the lowest performing group is working class white boys. Right? Mm-hmm. So interesting statistic. It's, it's very interesting because like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, these... <laughs> statistic. <laughs> um, a lot of people are like, you know, ethnic minorities, racism, yeah, obviously it exists. I'm not going to dismiss it. But it's like, it's interesting because there's the other side, right? Which is that these guys grew up in this, sorry, uh, from this place, right? Um, and perhaps even in their own like experience, they think they, they maybe maybe they might even think that they have more of a right to education or the state's benefits etc right um but they end up performing worse hmm. why is that right wait so, so okay hold up now if i ask you where are you from what do you say london always yeah it's a very easy answer for you though but that's weird but then, but then here's the thing if i look at you and i'm like where are you from where are you and really you say from? london <laughs> and i say where <laughs> are you really from <laughs> do you find that offensive though um, or do you do, think it's just part of it? Man, to be honest, yeah, like I, I appreciate why people find it offensive. Personally, I don't. Yeah. I get it, right? Especially because, to be honest, I ask that question as well. When I see people in the UK, even London, right? I'm like, where are you from? They'll be like, this borough in London, right? And, I'll, and then I'll, I'll like be like, oh, cool. Like, where's the family from? Yeah, and they're like, where's where your are you family originally from? Where are you from, from? ethnically? Yeah. Right? I wouldn't really say, where are you really from? Because that's just like passive yeah. aggressive, right? But to be <laughs> honest with you, if somebody was asking it who's like white British, I would be like, huh, like, <laughs> I see what you're doing <laughs> but if you were like the UK yeah I was, I'd be like this country right here mate. I'll pull out my passport right um, but if it was like an ethnic minority asking me I'd be okay yeah. 
Interesting. You guys got any questions for a uh, rude I'm, boy, thought boy? I'm sorry. I'm sorry Frank got out of his cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For anyone that wasn't expecting to hear Frank's voice, I'm sorry. I'm sorry he got out of his cage. I'm going to take him away. You guys can finish up. I'm sorry. I got, I got offended. Frank, leave. Get out of here. Get out. Get out. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I think that's pretty much it for me. Do you have any questions? So let me ask you, uh, where are you from? Egypt. Straight up. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not about to tell you ah oh, Dubai, and then you ask me, you know, where are you really from? <laughs> like, where are you from ethnically? <laughs> nah, nah. Ethnic? Um, yeah. yeah, that's interesting, man. Complicated stories. I guess that's what you guys are about, right? Right. This yeah. podcast all mm. complicated. I mean, especially when you have Frank on the show. Sheesh. <laughs> okay, but Robia, thank you so much. It's been a this pleasure. was this was really a pleasure, and you know we can't end this without some grime. Jeez. In it, in it, gangs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, these guys are never listening. Ladies and gentlemen, that was culture check. (laughs) Yay! And I'm out of the cage. That was an interesting (laughs) culture check. (laughs) Please get back in the cage. (laughs) You know what? You know what? You know what? Just something real quick. Mm -hmm. My passport, Mm -hmm. I would throw it away. Oh my god. Oh my god, me too. I would throw it away. Controversy. Wait, wait. wait. Cycle it, bro. Allow me to explain myself for Mm. a second. Just for half a second. Allow me to explain myself. Hold my hand as you explain this episode. No, no, okay. Listen, listen. And it's not about my country being a bad country, yeah? But for example, if my passport expires today, right? If I try to go back to Zimbabwe to get it renewed, it would literally, literally take me at least two months. Right now, it's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. My country's messed up right now. So if you say, here's a British passport, my troubles are relieved. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. Give it to me. Give now, it to me. if you relate with Terry, or you relate with Omer, or... You forgot yeah, the rest Did you forget my name? Uh, or... Did you? Me. That, that's Frank. Rabia. 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 Yes, congratulations. Rabia, ain't it? Let us know what you think. Would you give up your passport for another passport? Or would you keep it? Okay. Can't wait to find out. Yeah, Coming to theaters. <laughs> to hear you. Ladies and gentlemen. Leave me alone. Like, comment, share, and subscribe. This is the Third Culture Podcast. We're the Third Culture Kids. See you next time. Wait, hold on. Rabia, Rabia, we're letting you sign this one off. Say something. British slang. Drop it. Wagwan. Wagwan, cuz. See you guys next time. There you go. Peace.